Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Welcome everybody to the latest episode of Really Another Podcast. Today we decided we're going to talk about the year 2020 and do a recap on, on the cosmic blindness that this year has been. And there are a lot of things that have happened this year. Usually most years you're going to have a lot of things that happen, but this year has been the craziest. It's almost as if the whole universe decided, uh, nope. <laughs> Indeed. The year the coronavirus killed the country. <laughs> uh, the, well, pretty much the world. <laughs> so uh, I guess that would probably be the first first place to start is, and I'm sure, you know, it's probably something that I guess a lot of people are probably heart, tired of hearing about is the coronavirus, but that's been the biggest thing. That pretty much has, has been the fulcrum for everything else that's happened this year with the exception of the things that, you know, not directly related to it, but um, but yeah, the coronavirus is is uh, the craziest thing that has happened this year. That's when we, that's when we need the men in black neuralizer so we can just flash it out of history books, pretend it never happened. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> Take it out of the collective consciousness. It'd be like 2019. Now we're going to talk about 2021. What about 2020, teacher? We don't talk about it. <laughs> yes, one of those things that revisionist uh, history books would be like, no, we're just going to leave that out. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> kind of like the year that Jesus was born. It's like, there was no year. <laughs> it just happened. Things just happened. <laughs> what is year? Well, I guess a good subject spot is... What have you enjoyed that has happened in this year that you've been allowed to do despite our pandemic issue? I think still being able to work, maybe. Being my job being essential. I, I you know, I mean I can't say that there have been a lot of people who work for the state of North Carolina who have lost their jobs so much as they've just been able to work from home. But I mean I my job I actually still have to go to work, but uh, you know, I Likewise. I, I don't have to stay home, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, there are benefits of being at work, you know, just, and my job is not that difficult. Um, I, I know it very well now, so um, it's not been a big deal, but I, I think it, it does make a difference. And like, if you're an essential work, worker, you know, it, uh, it, it doesn't put you in that, in that possible bubble of like, well, okay, is your job even valued? You know, that kind of thing. And there have been a lot of people that 
unfortunately have probably fallen into that category and even beyond that there have been people who actually have lost their jobs unfortunately because of everything that's been since the beginning of all the shutdowns and that I, I know a lot of people were hoping only we're going to last you know for maybe a few weeks and you know now we're eight nine months into it or more and then not really a shutdown so much as initially but still there are a lot of a lot of struggling businesses and a lot of people who are struggling just to keep the the lights on and the bills paid and uh you know we start off the year with a very robust economy a lot of things that were happening was was seeing a lot of positivity in that that regard and then this hit and then it was just like a it was like we just the, collectively as a society just kind of walked off a cliff like the like Wally Coyote chasing the Roadrunner yeah I think the well probably my favorite thing is getting reunited with old friends and still being able to hang out with them until our glorious governor decided to try to throw a curfew at us recently. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was complete. I think, an, I think another good thing, too, is I guess and it depends on your perspective, is social media. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit out there with social media. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of toxicity with, with people just who make it their life's ambition to just shit on anything that anybody else does whether you're a normal person or a celebrity everybody's finally reached that same plateau of doesn't matter who you are somebody wants to crap on your parade um but on the light side of that the fact that we have social media facebook instagram tiktok whatever the case may be people have actually managed to stay or zoom i should say i should mention zoom because a lot of businesses and individuals have been using that to stay in communication I think that's a good thing yeah, with, think, with this I pandemic. Zoom, I think Zoom has like tripled its user base because of the pandemic. Yeah, their stock like just went through the roof. And there's worry that it's it's going to, anybody who's invested in Zoom, has, their stock is going to plummet when people start going back to work on a regular basis whenever this, yeah. the virus may, I mean, the, uh, the whenever the, uh, the uh, vac- vaccinations might actually help people get back to work. But that, I think that's uh, one positive thing is that it's, Social media has allowed people to stay in communication with each other versus imagine if this happened back in the 80s or even the early 90s when, you know, at, at the pretty much, I, even though the Internet's been a while at that point still, it's just the birthplace of the actual public Internet, like everybody being able to jump on online. And <clears throat> I think that is one of the positive things is, you know, people staying in communication with each other a lot more frequently, and so you, you don't feel like you're like just stuck in a, again using the word bubble, and you're not able to actually be able to to be in touch with people as yeah. much. It's up maybe on the phone. <clears throat> I can imagine like back in the '80s if this had happened, and anybody else out there who might remember the '80s, who has lived through even a little bit of the '80s and or the early '90s, it's like. The phone bills would just be like through the roof. You'd be looking at like three hundred, four hundred dollar phone bills because people were just staying on the phone all the damn time. <laughs> Back in the long distance, it was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. The long distance, it's like you you had to wait until I think it was after six p.m. or something like that if you want to talk to somebody and didn't have to worry about long distance charges. What's the, what's one thing in social? Well, well, actually, before social media. Like 80s and 90s that you um, even actually 
very early 2000s some things you miss that aren't around anymore that aren't around anymore I have I have one little I have one sound clip in my mind that comes to mind that isn't around anymore because I took it off well let's hear from you first and then maybe I can caveat on that when you log on your when you log on your computer welcome you've got mail (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so you missed that or is that just something that that that's actually something I missed me I did I never thought I was I used to hate it but now I'm like you know what that was a little nice notification. Now you just get a little notification at the bottom right of your computer. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, kids these days, I guess. I know that sounds old and cliche to say it that way, but we'll never know the, the, the pain of... Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> the sound of the internet uh, chiming up when you have to get on AOL online and then, like, if you wanted AOL, you can get a thousand hours with a disc that they would send to you for free. You know, so you'd have some, you know, it's like, it was like the phone. It was like you had hours that you could use once you downloaded them, the the programming into your computer that you could use for free to get online. And now it's like getting online is like, I don't know, eating bread or going to the bathroom or, or something. It's, it's, it's become second nature to us all yeah. now. Um, that I think I, it's something that I would probably, I probably miss. I think what I miss is. Uh, just the fact that not having the internet years ago forced people to actually interact more face to face. You know, it's like if you wanted to go see a friend, you you had to actually get up, take your ass off the couch, get dressed, go see somebody, go hang out. I do. I miss. I miss the days of when I was a teenager and you just hung out with. You know, it's like you're. Your experience with being with people, being with friends or, or whatever was either going to work, um, at, you know, like if you worked at a, a fast food restaurant or a grocery store or just getting in the car as a group and then just driving around and, and going to the mall or going here or just driving around and just hanging out, listening to music. You know, um, you didn't have phones with you, so everybody interacted and you, you did what, what you could to maybe get into a little bit of trouble, but not too much. You know, and, and now it's like everybody is, everybody's, everybody's interactions is more virtual than it is actually like face to face. And, but I'm not one of those people, honestly, that, that bemoans that because, you know, things change. I mean, there were, you know, baby boomers when I was a kid who were complaining about what was going on when I was when I was a teenager like oh it's just going to ruin our youth whatever it could be heavy metal uh, video games cartoons all these things and it's like you know most of us turned out fine you know if you weren't going to turn out fine chances are it didn't matter how good or how bad you had it you probably weren't going to turn out fine or you were going to turn out fine no matter what it wasn't you know there wasn't like this this cloud of you know, uh, this cloud of, of evil that was going to destroy a society in an instant. And it never really is. It's just when things change, people fear change. And, you know, that that changes their perceptions of things from generation to generation. There's one thing I'm curious on, and I'm not sure how many people will agree with it, but... I think the cell phone killed the doorbell. 
Um, I, I think the doorbell camera industry would probably differ with you on that. <laughs> well, not the industry, but usually, you know, you would be at home one night, and next thing, ding dong, you're like, who the fuck's here? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's now somebody, now, yeah. Now they, now they text you, knock knock, or I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but on the good side of that is you can slip if you don't want to see them, you can slip out the back door. <laughs> Or you can just tell them, like, he just takes back, like, oh, well, I'm not home right now. <laughs> unless, you know, unless they're stalking you and they're sitting outside the front door, like, yes, you are. <laughs> Is that what you mean? You're not home. Your car's in the driveway. That's not my car. <laughs> <laughs> Who's at my house? <laughs> you know, my, 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 I don't know, my, well, when I did used to have company over at my house. That's always, that's what always happened. I'm here, I'm like, I just rang the doorbell. I'm just like, well, you're here, and I don't need to ring the doorbell. I'm like, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Could throw a rock through a window. That usually helps too. <laughs> that gets that gets the folks all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's got an upside. <laughs> I'm here, motherfucker. <laughs> I think another thing about this year that was crazy and it, and, and it because of the coronavirus was all the hoarding that started oh out my God, yes. all the you know it's like really I mean it was just crazy because like do you you know the difference between living in the south and living in, in northern states is in northern states people are used to like snow for example we're supposed to get snow this Christmas yeah I saw that and but down here in the south, it's like you get a, like just a trace and people go completely apeshit. And the what I call the snowbirds run to the grocery store and try to get up all the bread, milk, and eggs that they can. And I noticed a holdover probably from the Depression era years when it was like things were very scarce. And, you know, and if you lived more, people lived more scarce. They weren't as concentrated in like towns and cities and they lived out in the country and you had to... Make sure you had your provisions for the, you know, the, the two-day winter streak or whatever. And But it, it was just always amazing to me that people suddenly had a, uh, a propensity or a need to make uh, French toast whenever it snowed. Re- the reason why they would get all the bread, milk, and eggs. <laughs> That's one thing I never understood when it came to, like, when, when this our area, well, every... Our area used to be somewhat hit with hurricanes pretty bad. And I was, you know, of course, I does that is the um, the beach but knowing that the hurricane's coming you're going to lose power why do people immediately go stock up on shit that needs to be refrigerated I don't know I mean it was just like when with the hoarding with the coronavirus it was like they, they thought that the world was coming to an end and they had to but the biggest thing that was hard to find was toilet paper and paper towels and it's like you know so you're going to be spending your your days inside the house stuck in the house wiping both ends of your body wiping your mouth and wiping your ass a lot how i mean does everybody really start to shit more when they are stuck inside i don't i don't understand but yeah that was that was annoying because you go to the grocery store and just the shelves would be empty of you know paper towels and toilet paper and it's like you know why and then then it then it went into like uh, hoarding of like beef and chicken, you know, meat products, and I think a lot of that was driven by the fact that there was there was a lot of rumor going around in news reports of like uh, um, producers of of be- beef and, and chicken that were 
you know, like getting hit with the coronavirus, their employees, and they might have to shut down or something like that. So, I know there's a few on. Oh, I, well, this is something I learned off of TikTok, but there was a um, there's a couple of farmers who were trying to get you know places like Food Line, Piggly Wiggly, you know, whatever whatever traditional grocery store you might can, can think of naming. They would actually have a sign in the produce area. And then the uh, meat department, you know, saying like lim- like limited limited uh, like one or two packages of um, you know steak or whatnot, or any kind of um, produce that you could possibly think of. And restaurants were actually having to go directly to the source instead of going through the middleman ordering the products. And saying, hey, stop limiting, you know, stop limiting the food. We're having to waste this stuff because grocery stores are limiting the product and our stuff's going to waste mm-hmm. and um, one farmer posted a little mini video they had good god it, he, it looked like he legitimately had right at a ton of potatoes that he was having to throw away because he couldn't send them to his regular um, regular vendors yeah. because of the limitations it's the same thing with the milk. There were there were farm, milk farmers were throwing out tons of milk for some reason. It's like the potato, all these potatoes and milk. It's like that could have been sent. That could have been sent to homeless shelters or organizations that feed the hungry. It, it didn't have to go to waste. Plenty of orphanages that could have used that shit. Yeah, there was there were plenty of instances where stuff like that could have been used to to help people who you know had a, a dire need for. Even the smallest amount of food or provisions to help them out with different things. I, yeah, it's just crazy how, how that kind of thing would happen. But I think that was the constant back and forth on that. It's like her running place on this floor is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I let the dog out. So. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Oh, don't even. Oh my God. <laughs> Where's my gun? <laughs> you gotta open that one up. Mm-mm. <laughs> if that song had come out this year it would have been like the perfect like this is a big fuck you <laughs> right in your ear <laughs> I felt the need to pray that over and say get the listeners right now what the fuck is that scratching in the background <laughs> you got a little dog running around uh shoot I guess Mass. Let's talk about mask. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm so ready to get rid of, which I know a lot of people are. I feel more pro masks than I have anti masks. Yeah, well, you see a lot of anti mask stuff on online on the internet. Yeah. People complaining about wearing a mask. I, I I think at first I had a problem with it, only because it, to me it, it symbolized. At first, it symbolized just the idea of you know uh the level of ridiculousness with you know the virus at first that people were overreacting um but you know it's just become the norm now it's just one of those new normals i guess if you want to uh you know overuse that that phrase uh you know to wear a mask and i you know i don't really have a problem with it now it's like it's just become a normal thing now to wear one and it's 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 actually become 
kind of fun in a way to wear a mask because you can do so many things with like the designs on them and things like that. I mean, that's like the only that's the only pro is that you can make it your own if you choose to. Well, I have one with Baby Yoda on it. You mean Grogu? Oh, Grogu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get I get a lot of a lot of positive responses on that. A lot of people are like, "Oh, love your mask, love your mask." So that's been a that's been a a, a good positive about it. I think, well, especially like with like the N95 masks, you know, like when you go, go to buy them, it, it even says on the pack, package, wearing this mask with apprehension for getting COVID. I'm like, then isn't this counterproductive? Yeah, what's the point? It, well, it's just like right now, it's like the, the, and, you know, you can argue whatever, whatever the reason is, whether it's political or social or whatever, but you've had like, for example, right now, uh, uh, up, uptick in, in, people who get tested positive for the virus and it's like I thought the masks were supposed to prevent that I thought we were supposed to prevent uh, people from getting the virus a lot a little bit more effectively and and there's suddenly an uptick so it seems like sometimes the numbers and the reasonings don't jibe I definitely haven't jibed as recent I mean I've got I've got a couple of family members who followed all the precautions and and where they work and they still end up getting it yeah well, I think it's just like with the cold and the flu. It's like a lot of people every year they they try to take whatever precautions they can in order to avoid getting, you know, the the normal things you can get in a year uh, seasonally. And people sometimes you still get it. It's like you can be away from people who have a cold or are sneezing, sniffling, or or get the flu, and you try to stay away from them. But sometimes, sometimes, somehow you still get it, you know, and it still happens. Um, of course, I think just the, the biggest problem with the virus is just one, like again, whatever side you fall on, I think one, it's been over politicized, I think, and that has caused a lot of people to see it as as a way of saying, well, you know, we're just not as prepared for these kinds of things as we're supposed to be. And I think that the presidential election year uh, of this year, I think that had something to do with it. But to some, but the deaths can't be denied. The people who have, have died from coronavirus can't be denied. But then there's also indications that, like, some people have gone into the hospital for other reasons, and because they may happen to have coronavirus, it's been counted as a death towards coronavirus as the contributing factor. So it's unless you're actually in the medical field or in certain fields that actually track those numbers effectively, you, you can't say for sure what what is true or not about it. I mean, so in 2021, at some point, good us back to what we did consider normal at one point. I think so. I hope so. I, I Now that we have the vaccine, I think that's going to help immensely. The only thing that's going to cause an issue is all the anti, anti-vaxxers. Yeah, but there's not enough of them to... I think make a heavy dent in keeping people from from taking the getting the vaccine. It always seems like the one percent is always the loudest for some odd reason. I well, yeah, but there's a difference between being loud and being effective. But it's it's definitely been a crazy year for a lot of different reasons. Um, I mean, it's, it started out with like we lost Kobe Bryant. In the helicopter accident, and it's kind of it's kind of hard to be funny about this year. 
There's just been so many so many negative things that have happened. I mean, every year has its negative things that happen. You know, like it's not not a year goes by that you don't lose celebrities, and and some of them are you know quite have you know gotten quite quite up there in age. So it's it it shouldn't be a surprise that maybe they would pass. But at the same time, it's like they're celebrities, so you're still kind of shocked by like, oh no, I can't believe they you know we lost them. But then you have incidences like. Like this year, you know, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident, and he wasn't that old, obviously. And he lost his, and his daughter uh, was lost with him, along with you know the rest of his daughter's basketball team and and some of the family members that were with him too. So it wasn't just yeah, Kobe Bryant that, that died. Yeah, there's a lot of people that died on that. There's a lot of people that died on that, including the the pilot. And uh, so you can't you can't discount the the other lives that were lost. Um, his lives didn't have to be lost on that one. Um, but it's like what like back in was it two thousand nine when Michael Jackson died? It was like you it was a shock, even though you're like some people were probably like, Oh well, you know, I mean, he wasn't really living the best life and uh, you know, he was he was having issues financially and all these other things and you know, you hadn't heard from him in a long time as far as any good music like he used to do. So it was kind of like some people were, weren't that shocked about it because they're like, well, you know, he was kind of on the de- decline. But but at the same time, it's Michael Jackson. It's like yeah. a superstar in music, the king of pop. The king of pop. Yeah, he died. He he di- suddenly dies, and, and the whole world just stops for a breath, you know, f- for a minute. Same thing with Prince. When Prince passed away, that was completely unexpected. Uh, you that know, one, that, one, that actually surprised me more than Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, because as far as you knew, Prince was fairly, fairly healthy. I mean, and he wasn't that much, that much older than Michael Jackson, and you know, or younger, and but he was fairly healthy. But then it happened, and you just again, you're sitting there like just in a daze for a while, trying to figure out what the hell happened. I'm trying to think of other celebrities that we lost this year. I know, I know, Sean Connery was wasn't he the recent, most recent one? Yeah, Sean Connery was the most recent. I know a lot of people consider him the, the James Bond, but that's to be expected since he reprised the role so many times. I'm trying to think about who else we lost. Because we, usually I have that list memorized. Like, even if it's someone that I wasn't really big on or didn't know as well, and when I look up there, look up stuff they've been in, and I was like, well, damn, I saw that. I didn't know, that, didn't know he, was, he or she was that old. Uh, we lost a few. Um, well, we, Chadwick Boseman. We lost yeah. uh, Black Panther. <laughs> we lost him. That was a big surprise. He kept that secret. He kept his uh, cancer diagnosis secret for, except for maybe the, just a small circle of family and friends for many years and yeah, for four years. I say, from what I learned from the press, the only person on the production that knew about it. Hearing about Chadwick Boseman was a big surprise, and I'm, I'm curious on who they're going to recast for that role. I haven't heard, I haven't, I haven't ran up into it to see who's going to do what Panther. I know they didn't, re, I know they've been casting, but I don't know who they've chosen if they had. I don't think they're going to go with someone in in the place of, of Chadwick um, for the role. I think they're going to move on to Sherry, the, the character Sherry, taking the mantle, taking up the mantle of, of Black okay. Panther. I think the biggest, I think the, the, the thing that they're probably going to have to deal with is how to incorporate his passing 
into the story. Mm-hmm. Like, how did he? Gotcha. How did he pass? How did the? How did um, T'Challa pass for the mantle of Black Panther to move on to his sister? I think that's that's the biggest obstacle they're they're looking at trying to how they're going to um, continue on with mm-hmm. with Black Panther. Um, I, I, it will be. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. Which brings us to another subject matter that, that we usually harp on with, with this uh, podcast about movies is all the movies that were delayed this year. Oh, my God, yes. That, I mean, this was supposed to be a, a huge banner year for, for like, anticipated movies. Uh, of course, your usual, <clears throat> your usual gang of uh, sequels, but, like, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Top Gun, Top Gun sequel. Um, what are some of the others? I think there were supposed to be some Marvel movies that were supposed to come out this year, like Black Widow, uh, and some of the uh, the yeah, actual Black Disney Widow. Plus movie uh, TV shows that were going to come out, but they've been pushed out because of production halts and or just that you know they knew nobody was going to be able to go to a movie theater to go watch these movies, so they had to push them out. I know the um, I know the movie theaters are now clashing hardcore with um, Warner Brothers because they're putting their uh, movies out on um, HBO Max at the same time they're going to be in actual theaters so people want to stay home instead of going to the theater to go watch it true but I think I think I mean there are places where theaters are open so there are states where like Texas or maybe Tennessee or, or some that haven't locked themselves down as, as much or have need to or for whatever reason you know again you can you can throw your political coin on the table on that but I think that uh there are other places where, you know, people can still go to a movie theater and will still try to experience actually watching the movie in it because movies like that, like Marvel movies, superhero movies, have the popcorn tent tentpole movies, are the ones that you would really like to go to the theater to see. And I think some people will still do that. And then if you can't go to a theater, whether because you don't want to or you're scared to or or because you can, because you know whatever the case may be, as far as the level of shutdown in your area, your state, or whatever. I think if you can still get a chance to watch the movie, uh, you can download it, stream it online, and watch it. And even if you have to pay a little bit more of a premium for it, I think people would still be willing to do that. You know, I mean, a lot of movie, a lot of money goes into these movies. So if if the studios can make their their money back, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if I have to pay. 15 bucks to, to download it and watch it I will I mean that's no different than the price of two people going to see the movie anyway exactly so it's like seven fifty eight dollars a person but that's that's the difference between going to see a movie a, a, a movie at a theater versus seeing it at home is you know everybody who walks into a movie theater has to pay a ticket to see it right. so if five people go to a movie theater all five have to pay to see it mm-hmm. but if you Download the movie and invite four friends. <laughs> You're paying one price, and exactly. five people can watch. And five people can watch the movie before the same price. So that's and that's what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen. But at the same people time, people want to go for the cheapest route. And even and that's that's the thing that is going to really kill the um, theater industry. Like, um, well, I don't know if this is going to apply to every theater, but I know I know my local theater. They're doing ten percent capacity per room, so that's only going to be maybe fifteen to twenty people, if that, in the room itself. Yeah, so that kind of balances it out in that regard. It's like the people that can't see the movie because, like, well, we can't see a ticket because we've already meet, met our ten percent capacity, 
but if you can go home and watch it and pay for the price to download it, you know, that kind of helps cover that lost cost at the box office. But it's, again, it's just one of those things that people hate it, but it's, it's a change. It's, you know, and it's something that was probably coming for a while, but this kind of accelerated it, I think. I think it was just it's starting to come for a, a, uh, for a while, and there have been some movies in the past that were actually, I can't remember the movie, but it was a few years ago that was released for download the same day it was released in the theater, and it still did pretty well because people could watch it at home or they could go to the theater and watch it. It was like you had a, just simply a choice of preference as to where your venue was, on, at home on your TV or, or actually in a movie theater with other people watching with you. That's going to definitely affect. Um, it's going to affect um, cost of production in the long run because all the people who are in the movie they're not going to receive as big as a big of a pay grade, and the movie production cost is going to decrease significantly because they're going to be too afraid to lose profit on it. Well, they are. Those are economic drivers. At some point, they realize. Well, if you're a production company and you're trying to make a movie, and right now it might cost. $80 million to make a movie with special effects but if a company that you employ wants to stay in business to help you with those special effects they may have to drop some of their their huge costs in order to do that too in order for the movie to get made and to, to stay employed with a production company so it's a trickle down effect where you know they're like if they're going to they're gonna have to lower their costs in order to make the movie happen mm -hmm. if this is going to be a I had to think logically in the economic change. Yeah, which I mean, they do. That's the only issue. Yeah, I, it. I mean, things change. They reshape. They they reform in order to to meet the demands and to you know yeah, to, to work out the details. Also, I think when make the streaming services golden price. <laughs> yeah, and so many of them. It's like by the time I mean you could cut your cable, and but by the time you download Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Hulu Plus. Uh, it, HBO, CBS. HBO, uh, HBO Max, all these streaming services, CBS Now, all these different streaming services that are out there to watch whatever shows or movies you want to watch that are owned by these companies that are affiliated with these other networks. By the time you download and pay up the, the monthly charge, you basically end up paying the same amount you did for cable. <laughs> but the difference is that at least you have a larger library of movies you can see and TV shows and you can some in some cases you can skip the commercials or you can at least have a, a more of a choice of what you want to see versus you know like instead of just being at the demand of whatever the programming is through all these different be a, cable channels even though this even though this issue already exists I think um, another um, another source is going to probably um triple in the future and that's going to be all the Captain Hooks and Jack Sparrows <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean okay what is what is Captain Hook and what is Jack Sparrow oh pirates exactly oh okay <laughs> sorry I didn't really catch that <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to avoid the keyword what is the what does 16th century pirates have to do with this conversation <laughs> I say you, you, you say that you say that occupation, and people go, "I can't believe you did that. Why didn't you just go buy it like everybody else?" Yeah, <laughs> and like I didn't want to do it. Well, I mean, maybe 
maybe the greater maybe the greater variety of of streaming services will help remove reduce the amount of piracy but there's always a market for or a black market out there for something somewhere I still think it's unique how Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day yeah that's what made me that's what tricked me into downloading hbo max i thought it was coming out that day uh, i think it was coming out this week <laughs> and i was like i want to see that movie <laughs> so i downloaded the app and then like and paid the 15 bucks for it to start out you should have let me know i got that i can add up to four profiles on it oh well I didn't know, but the the, the 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 point is, is that I thought I was gonna be able to watch it immediately, and then realized, oh, it's not even gonna come out until Christmas Day. Was it a free trial for you to sign up for? Mm-mm. That's kind of shocking. Yeah, usually, with any prep, um, streaming service, I think it's because I got it through Amazon. Oh, okay. That's why, because I can watch it through Amazon, and it did just charge my Amazon account, which already has my credit card. So, but that's fine. I can I can wait I can wait a week to watch it. No big deal. But I mean, actually, H. I mean, the good thing about HBO Max is originally when it was HBO Go, you had to actually had a subscription to HBO through your cable service in order to be able to watch through HBO Go. Now with HBO Max, you just subscribe to the app, and you can download anything that that's with Warner Brothers. That's a lot for that app. I'm surprised with. I mean, you got you got all the you got of course all the stuff with HBO. You got the DC network. Mm-hmm. As well, well, it's any movie that's in the in the. Uh, I mean, they don't have everything right now because they just started. But, but, um, but, uh, I think and the potential is that they're going to have everything in in the Warner Brothers catalog of movies and TV shows that you can watch through HBO Max, and you don't need a you don't need to subscribe to a cable subscription to have it. You can just get the app, pay for it monthly charge, and watch without having to purchase uh, the cable subscription which I think is a huge benefit I, I just recently um, well, I just recently um, resubscribed to Hulu because um, they brought back um, the Animaniacs mm-hmm. you know, from the um, yeah late 90s I didn't know the um, well I essentially doubt you um, watched watch the other show they, I didn't even know, I didn't know they brought out Tiny Toons over there yeah but, well because it used to be all one thing Actually, Animaniacs used to be sort of like a branch off of of Tiny Toons. They're all together, and then Animaniacs kind of became its own thing. Now you're going to town on that bone, Georgia. She's talking about. He's talking about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that could have been innuendo if you did. Yeah, <laughs> let's make that clear. <laughs> That, that, I'm not doing anything weird lot, here. That could have been a lot dirtier than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I could apologize for that. For, I'm not so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no apologies need, necessary. But I tell you what, I'm just I'm glad it's Christmas. <laughs> Tree's looking nice. Yeah, the tree is looking nice, but I'm just glad it's Christmas because it's like, yay, the year's about over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to go 
so oh, I cannot, can you imagine what it might be like for New Year's, for a year like this? New Year's Eve? I mean, look at Times Square is going to be completely shut down. You're not going to be able to do the normal New Year's Rockin' Eve thing, which, not that I was really watching it the last few years, you know, because it's kind of boring to watch. But I actually wanted to do the Trappy of the Acorn ride, and I was going to be digital. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just so fucking lame. Oh, like, oh, like, really? I don't care to watch a CGI acorn drop. I didn't care to watch it when they might show it live on on TV. I, I could care less about watching a, a ball or an acorn or a possum or uh, apple, whatever the fuck you want to drop. And <laughs> watching it digitally, I saw like, gather around the computer. <laughs> Stoke the, why, stoke the fires. Let's <laughs> all gather around. Start stoke the fire. Gather around. <laughs> Have your digital fireplace going. Cause you don't want the real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old the old videotape of a fire on the TV. And I don't know if you remember that, but like that was I a do. thing. You know, it's like people would put in a, a VHS on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. It's like your TV would have like a, a, a videotaped fire in a fire, somebody's fireplace. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever have that really shitty one? It would be a karaoke Christmas and they'd have the damn lyrics on top of the, on top of the flames. You couldn't even read the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so someone was brilliant idea decided to make the same color scheme. Same color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that say? <laughs> Can you imagine how many people were probably like had too much like uh, loaded eggnog or trying to drinking, <laughs> trying to read their lyrics and like they're half drunk and they're trying to can't see and they can't see the lyrics. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, <laughs> I can't I can't read it. The flames are burning up the works. <laughs> This song is on fire. Yeah, the English language is being destroyed in front of me. <laughs> oh my god, that's like that's a brilliant description of that. <laughs> this song is literally getting burnt up. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas is on fire. <laughs> oh goodness, I needed that laugh. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of the blessings of Christmas this year. It's this godforsaken year will hopefully be over soon. <laughs> but yeah, I just can't imagine like it's like it'll be a collective like like complete sigh. I think on the on the first of, first of January when it rolls into twenty twenty one. But and it'd be nice if there was like an actual cutoff. Like okay, it's a new year, so everything that's happened this year is completely wiped clean. All the bad stuff, but you know it's just going to carry over for at least for a while. Man, that reminds me. I still got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do for New Year's. Me too. Just kind of playing it by ear. I've got, I've got really no choice but to play it by ear. Joe and I thought what would be a fun thing I don't know if we'll be able to do it this year but maybe next year if we can re remember like have a Christmas party and kind of like Halloween in a Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack And that That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors Right now There's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day that's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, 
The alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.